Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotner. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry, boy. Look all uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio hotner. Oh, cheers, boy. Cheers. Cheers. Quieten that down. We'll be watering the garden all day with water restrictions. No, we don't. That's a very good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't hear that sprinkler. What sprinkler? What sprinkler? That's yeah. the next door neighbours. Mm. They're terrible, aren't they? Five. I don't know. Four. Three. Two. One. Blast off. Fiftieth edition. 50th edition. Welcome, viewers. Welcome, viewers. G'day, viewers. It's Radio Hot Lab. That internet phenomenon, where we take a wild, <laughs> phenomenon. Look, at, wild look at at local and international motorsport, barbecues and gadgets, emerging technology and just stuff that's going and on. Any other stuff you like. Phenomenon, Johnny. That's a long word for a Wednesday evening. <laughs> well, it's great that you could make it. I um, obviously uh, Frank Lowy's out of the country at the moment, and yep. you've had to. Uh, I know you've been very busy with all the shopping that are opening well, down right. the southeast. Exactly. Again, and, and the fact that Colesmore Group's for sale. Like, um, well, you've been making a bit two and two together, and I'm all stressed out, and you know, da 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 da. So, you know, what more can I say? Well, what more can you say is, I reckon it's time for a um, nice cold. No Coopers need to tell me what I'm at on my fiftieth. Cooper's Lager. Cooper's Lager it is. Five percent. Cheers. Thanks, Glenn Cooper. Very much appreciate that uh, case of uh, beer being Absolutely. sent round. Cheers. Happy fiftieth. Oh, it is. Mm. But you know, I don't think that it's really warrants a, a, you know, a major celebration. It's just, you know, it's just come up like that, and it's not really the moment to do a celebration. We might do it like a fifty-seven, oh, when you know, yeah. obscure moments when people aren't expecting it. Catch the viewers by surprise. Oh, the viewers. There you go. We'd like to, I suppose, we'd really like to say thanks to the viewers. Now, we numbering, would, almost, we wouldn't have got to 50 otherwise. 50, no viewers were viewing. A little more than 50 viewers. Nearly, by <laughs> our calculations, viewers, we were happy to tell you that we're a little under 38,000 downloads of this podcast well, each week. Right. However, we can't tell if you listen to it or not. No, we can't. We can only just tell if you download it and you probably play the first well, five minutes and well, go, they oh, they're bloody at it again. They didn't have to download it. iTunes did it for them. Well, this is true. But the fact That's is, what there's you get a lot for of being people a subscriber. How yeah, are they subscribing? Well, I hope they're subscribing by pressing the subscribe button in they, iTunes. That's right. But they will be subscribing when we launch a new video ah, service soon that we can't talk video about. Service. Boy, will you be guys be impressed and girls too because it's a big focus on girls. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Don't you know anything well, you about? Call like, me out with that. Don't you, don't you know anything about like your future audience? Well, it's not a porn site, is it? No, it's not a porn site. Oh, well, that's all right then. But like you see, the whole. Well, when you said there was a big focus on girls, I got worried there for a well, moment. Because motor racing, barbecues, and gadgets are inherently a male-dominated sort of area, and we've got to encourage the girls to be involved. And so we're going to give some tools software tools through browsers that'll give girls power oh empowering the girls in motorsport you might get a few objections there or barbecues or gadgets jp how are you mate i'm very well thank you johnny good it's really good to see you back again reset and reprogrammed and uh, rebooted and sparkling 
brand new almost. Yes, you look brand new, and uh, I, for the viewers' benefit, um, like JP's, uh, he's been a bit stressed, and that's the the nature of a of a businessman mm. in the uh, the fast moving Apple computer world, where it's uh, takeovers and moves and uh, and handshakes under the table over a, a large glass of red. But you know, you got to move forward, and it's a, it's tough business, isn't it, mate? Because it's all about uh, it's all about services, not not commodities. Because you, you make about minus three dollars on an iPod, don't you? Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> that is the sound of tell me about it. Exactly, it was the sound of tell me about it. So, but the services and the commodities and everything else, uh, the services are going particularly well. So there's not an issue there. And to be fair, retail's going very, very well at Max Center Nord. And have you noticed the new signing? Mate, we actually went in there today and uh, had a bit of a chat. And of course, they couldn't help me, but nonetheless, so uh, it looks like a lovely shop. <laughs> But the new signage does look great. There's no doubt about it. Fair. I think it looks. Yes, I thought. Special. I thought that's the, that's the signage that you're not allowed to have. I saw that because you. It's got the word Mac and Pod in it. Well, no, Mac, it hasn't got Pod. It's in It's got Mac uh, in it. But yeah, are but you allowed to have Mac? We can have Mac because we basically registered Mac in a Norwood two years ago. As for an the, entity, so they've let us have Mac. For the viewers' benefit, <laughs> please tell them how that uh, Apple computer manages to bend the rules suddenly on you without regard for your mortgage payments or your next BMW purchase. <laughs> BMW purchase? Now you really get carried away. Uh, no, I mean, uh, basically you Apple... that Z4, don't you? Apple have uh, got a plan, is the best way of putting it, and the plan is that they will open their own stores here in Australia, as they've done in the US and Europe, and there's already one slated for Melbourne and one for Sydney. And on that basis, they didn't want any Apple branding, as in Apple Centre, out there in the world. So um, we all got told, take your Apple Centre signs down, no such thing anymore, and um, become a premium reseller. But their, bi- but their business model is really focused on switches, people who are PC users who are going to move across to the Mac platform, as opposed to yourselves, which work in the professional publishing and, 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 crea- and content creation work. Yeah, workspace. and, and uh, in repairs and things, of course, as well, because, I mean, everywhere they've opened one of their big uh, Apple emporiums, they don't do repairs or anything like that. So um, we've still got, you know, I mean, we consider it to be a very substantial market share, and, uh, and we're just going to keep plugging on. And where does the number one Avesco V8 supercar photographer, Mark Horsburgh, go when he's got a problem with his laptop? Off to you! <laughs> there, his hard drive died, he shot all the cars and the Fujitsu and the, and, the, and the main game for the PlayStation game. Well, it was on that drive. JP, yeah. Here we go. credits on the PlayStation game coming up and yeah. Xbox 2. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> yes, Mark and I had a long chat on the phone, but he got through his problem, so there you go. At the end of the day, he can call lots of people, but who does he call? He calls me. Did you give him education pricing? Get out of here. You would dream of giving him education pricing. (laughs) So it was free. International Paulie, stop laughing. (laughs) He's in Milan. (laughs) After he's been to Barcelona. Barcelona to to Milan. Well, hold on though. Isn't it about the right time frame for International Paulie to be moving into his new residence? Paulie has moved into his new residence, and I believe it's in a in a, a part of London that you used to live in. Yeah, one of my old uh, stomping grounds over on Putney Bridge Road, which is very nice. Except for the pub I used to go to has been pulled down and uh, replaced by a shopping centre, which I wasn't very impressed about. But uh, no, I was just asking that because when uh, when you were away in Sydney, 
International Paulie and Dennis and uh, Rick Dowsett and co all came around our place for uh, for the big Weber feast. Always do Christmas. that when I'm away. It was. Just, I was only in Sydney for a day. Look, you know what International Paulie's like. It had to be that day, or it just wasn't going to happen. Oh, that so, day. Oh, yeah. There you go. So. No, he hasn't been talking much lately but, because he's very important there with Honda F1. He uh, he got cane that night because so apparently cane. every time he's moved, he's never been around to help pack. So, Dennis was bagging him for when he moved from uh, Adelaide to the US to work for Panos, and the fact that he and Susan had to pack the place up. And then, um, Jen was bagging him for when they moved from the States to the UK, because he was off somewhere else, and uh, she had to pack the place up. And so, I thought, well, this is interesting. Now they're moving from... uh, the middle or the middle of England down to uh, London. I wonder whether it's when he's in Barcelona very uh, conveniently. Well, hopefully okay. we'll hear from international, but I do know he is in Milan today. Oh, very good. And today is the fourteenth. Fourteenth. It is the fourteenth. Fourteenth. Wednesday, the fourteenth of March, two thousand seven, episode fifty. Thanks for listening, viewers. Well. The last time we spoke and you weren't invo- involved, uh, Chris uh, from V8 Central had managed to sub for you due to your yeah, I, uh, requirements down there in the, in, in the, in the southeast. I uh, heard that podcast actually, it went quite well I thought. Well it was the first podcast that we've actually had to, to fly the explicit tag. To, yeah, well I did hear a couple of F-bombs dropped and things. Yeah, and there was a couple worse than that, oh, this Simo, I had to get rid of him. But just doing a recap on the weekend, we'll just take it uh, one by one. Well yeah, we the, should go back sort of to there. One, one by one with the drivers. Okay, let's go from worst first. Uh, Marcus Akanovic had a shocking weekend. Oh, he did. Uh, what was the story with the tyres? Moving on to that in a minute. Okay. But he had a shocking weekend, and the first, uh, as, as, as explained in the last episode, yeah, he got caught up with uh, um, someone else who was trundling out of the uh, infamous turn eight and collected him. Anyway, they used all their spares up but got the car back on there to qualify 20th. First race, it was a... Stinking hot Friday afternoon. It was the hottest Friday I have ever experienced. Well, it was it? And it was humid, mate. You know, down here it just doesn't get humid. He made the most unbelievably good start from 20th. He was 10th by the end of the first lap. Yep. He just picked them off. He got a great start. He just drove very, very well. But uh, by his own admission, drove a little bit too hard, probably too soon. And everybody was missing the break points going into turn one. Um, so, you know, the heat, the fact, it, it would have been just, just horrendous. He said it was a very, very tough race. Um, so, he, you know, he locked a break, um, which effectively flat-spotted um, a tyre, which then ended up creating, you know, more flat-spotting and, and yeah. more understeering, and then just the thing, you know, the whole thing just sort of cycles down. Fell in the heat, yeah. Um, and then he, uh, the, 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 the replacement splitter came off and, you know, did a bit of damage there and had to come through and sort of... But finished 20th. So at the end of the day, he did finish, but it was a bit of a baptism of fire and it could have sort of worked a bit better for him. And, but maybe uh, taking on the role of managing Leighton Cranbrook in the V8 Ute, who did a sensational yes, job to he? win yep. the very first V8 Ute race of the year and from awesome. uh, as, a, as a rookie. The old Black Betty. The old Black Betty, that's right. Um, uh, the second day, can you believe it, uh, he was uh, on the warm-up lap and uh, sitting on the grid and his tyres, someone had... You know, someone, yep. Someone, no names. And, and really, there isn't any blame going on here. Uh, actually had his practice set on. Mm. Now, you can't have that. You've got to have your race size allocated. But t- to clear it up for the viewers, because you say they are a brand new team, so the way it works is you're getting two sets of tyres for the, for the race, 
and so you want to scrub both sets in in yes. the qual. So you do three three four laps, like yep. take them off, get the other set three four laps, and then say you're not running green when you've got the yep. gun out in the race. Um, so you, and then they you, run another set to drive to the grid, so they don't get sh- crap and stuff all in, over the tyres. Correct, correct. But in this case, that in this case, like it's a brand new team, so their practice tyres are leftover race tyres. But in their case, they didn't have any leftover tyres, so they were running with tyres that had come from the purchase of the car from Toll HSV, uh-huh. and maybe did not have practice written on the tyres right and so of course it's a hard lesson but uh, you know you, you yep. learn it and, and the so the rules are rules it was a baptism of fire absolutely fine anyway so it's all learnt but um, you know he, he was chirpy at the end of the day and uh, he was um, a bit uh, his confidence needed to be picked back up again because he didn't want to take the thing home in a, in a, in a basket and, and pretty much unless you're going to roll the thing down at the chase at Bathurst like turn eight's about the, the nastiest place you're going to come across True. in the whole of Australian motorsport so that was, that was pretty tough for him but he still did a good did a good bloody good job and did had a great a weekend great job did, did a really good job yeah um, and lots of other experts that, that like screwed up yes absolutely plenty of those so uh, moving on to the V8 Utes well, yep. uh, Jacqueline, uh, Jack Ellsgood in the uh, Cooper's Pale Ale racer number 11, it came down here, uh, qualified 14th. Now, that was that, uh, he's never qualified that low. Well, no, put the car on the dyno, sort of, you know, put the car on the dyno, found it was 40 horsepower down. Oh, so nonetheless, he started 14th and just picked his way through the race to, to finish 7th. Now, that 7th place was, was, was better than he would have ever expected. And then it was reverse grid, started 10th. Got a good start and did the absolute blinder move coming around after after turn eight, the fast corner, to come down into turn nine to take four cars under the brakes on the inside without locking a tyre um, and just going on from there. And basically took the lead yep. uh, to only uh, select fifth gear across the start finish line a moment, a moment after that to uh, relinquish the lead to Ashley Cooper for a moment. Uh-huh. And then when the TV cameras came back on, well, he got it back into the lead to, to win that. So started from pole for the final race and uh, won the start and basically you know kept his line and locked and yep. you know in, in the right fashion to come home to win the event outright and uh, as and what a, a great ja- start for Jack totally leading the V8 year championship awesome. definitely um, you know got to go one better than last year being a runner up yep. and as Jack said well I wouldn't have thought that I could have pulled that out of my yes ass because and, uh, uh, now oh, we've got an we can say that. Oh, we don't want a explicit tag. <laughs> the, the readership just went right up. Listenership. And all with a broken... The viewership. All with a broken foot. Broken foot, that's right. Now, people might think that um, he just uh, got messy at the pub one night, but that wasn't it at all. He rolled his heel at uh, the uh, at his gym, and then, yeah. can you believe it, under, you know, the... the being cautious and trying to come on and come around again, he actually rolled it again. So it was a bit of a double injury. So it's it's, it's pretty painful for him. Yep. And um, well, you know, he's staying here, but we're ferrying him to and from the track. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was funny to see that he was quicker in the car than he was on his feet. <laughs> Very good to see that. I mean, that only leaves uh, Mr. Simonson. Alan Simonson, well, boy, as Alan had. Did he an have an unbelievable weekend. weekend and an unbelievable year. Um, it's really wonderful to see that Glen Cooper and Cooper's Brewery have renewed the uh, connection to GT Racing and uh, directly with Alan, specifically branded on the car, not just as him as an international amb- ambassador for the product. 
and uh, Ted Huglin's uh, Consolidated Chemical Company, Ferrari 360 GT, which is a sensational car, um, even despite the ballast that it's carrying because of Alan in, in the car. And I might add that if there were more than one of those cars, yeah. then they would have to add ballast to the other cars as well because it couldn't be seen to be giving it to the car specific to the driver. That wouldn't be fair. Right? And as a result of that, yeah. they are now eyeing running a Ferrari 430 for maybe the rest of the year because if they give them the ballast, they've got to give everyone the ballast. Right. So uh, now you, you heard it. Mm. So um, Alan has gone out qualified second. Uh, uh, David Wall has uh, taken delivery of a, um, a GT3 RSR yes. 996 that he's running uh, that Alan had run in Le Mans series uh, last year. Not specifically that car, but it's definitely a very uh, high tech car. Um, and Bryce Washington de debuted the one of two works mm. Galados, uh, ending up with a few gearbox selection problems, I think, uh, uh -huh. over, the, over the weekend. But naturally, you are going to have a few teething problems with a yeah, car like sure. that. And it, it's, I think it's a pretty wide car to be driving around that. Um, uh, won the start off the um, the first rolling start, first race, but uh, three laps in was deemed that he was to uh, a, jump a jump start, so yep. he did a drive through, put him back to sixth, managed to set the fastest time, then after that to come up to second, so that was good. Now that left him on the front row of the group. Now even though he did a stop go, or a drive through. Oh, drive through, not a stop go. Sorry, even though he did a drive through, he was still only 16 seconds behind at the end of the race. That's correct. Yeah. Because I was listening to it on uh, the uh, uh, commentary. Oh, his pace was unquestionable. Mm, unbelievable. So uh, that then set up the the second race, where he it was it was a really good race, and David Wall drove very very well, and it was extremely very very exciting. It was for exciting. him to go around uh, the outside of him uh, to take the uh, take the lead and uh, and the race win. And backed it up with uh, with another one. So you can only imagine the uh, joyous uh, um, nature of Miss, one Mr. Glenn Cooper signing checks, handing out money, patting. <laughs> Both the his boys won the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> with all the uh, all the international uh, the di distributors and uh, uh, yes. and um, uh, importers from America. Was uh, that nice dude from America over again? The big guy goes downstairs for a durry. I don't know. The year before last. I can't remember his name now. Well, we had Henry Priest, who's uh, in charge of Priest Imports, who looks after um, the uh, distribution of all the product into, or importing the product into America, because there is a three-rule policy over there that you, as a as an importer, you can't be a distributor and you can't be an outlet. Oh, right. So it, it's a tiered it's system. Layered. Mm. And he brought his, uh, his, his two guys over... Uh, Robert and Mark, Mark from uh, Texas and Robert from uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, who were the two most outstanding dealers, uh, or sorry, distributors. Right. And uh, it was uh, very, very good. There's a few interesting shots on the, on the website there, and um, I did actually run into the guys at uh, the airport store on Monday morning as I was <laughs> taking Jack out to the airport, and after the Cooper's Pale Ale party at the, upstairs at the Havelock on the Sunday night, and I do remember Robert saying, who bought those Jägermeister shots? They should be shot for that. It should not be allowed. I said, well, actually, I've had a look at the video evidence and the stills, and you were the one who bought this. He oh, well, remind <laughs> me not to do that next year. <laughs> so the old Jäger came, uh, to, uh, came to bite them on the hey, At least he didn't get to tequila. Yeah. Absolutely sensational 
result for Coopers, the brand, yep. and uh, the two race drivers, and uh, Jack so, and uh, Alan. So, as a result, Alan now leads the uh, yes. GT Championship by right. a significant amount of points. But he won't be here to uh, keep it rolling, though. Stand by for this news. There could be a chance that we will. We are working on a deal where Alan will be at the next round, which will be at Bathurst, the Bathurst International Motorsport Motorsport. Festival, and uh, probably has has done as many laps around there as anyone else. So, um, or more. Well, that'd be awesome to see if he gets over for BIMF. Yes, uh, and it will be at the expense of one of his uh, his British GT uh, Championship drives. But oh, I right. think in any case, it's, um, you know, if you're already a quarter way into a championship and you're leading it by some points, well, you might as well go chase the championship because this tends to be the, the bit of a problem for Al. Whilst he's, he's got to keep his bum in the car and do all the stuff, you are compromising. Like, he can't win the VA Supercar Championship, can he? He can win Bathurst because that'd yeah. be one that you'd remember or Sandown. And he... he, he can't win British GT because it's compromises by by supercars yeah. here and like the Le Mans is is a good chance like he could he could do well there in GT two this year and yep. now it looks like he'd be doing GT three as oh. well with the Ferrari four thirty now that they have got all the aero kits and the nine inch wheels and the brake packages that weren't there last year to make the car competitive against uh, some of the other marks. Which excellent. is an excellent moment for me to segue into. Our old mate David Richards, who has just yes. uh, uh, made tea. Oh, Rust's here, viewers. Rust's here for the 50th. Yep. Mate, As you, you know what's tell. going on with DR. Tell us. David Richards. Why? Oh, what's he doing? Well, you know, <laughs> you know what he's doing. He's, he's He owns Aston Martin he's, now. Yeah, but I'm oh, sorry. Sorry for the blank look. Yep. He owns Aston Martin. So yes. uh, yesterday, uh, a press release was uh, was sent out, as they do, to say that uh, he, along with a, a consortium of some Kuwaiti businessmen, have mm. um, taken uh, ownership oh, of, you just, the, yeah, uh, okay. of the of the, the Aston Martin business at this stage. Sorry, viewers, I was going to try to get a bit a little bit deeper there than uh, the uh, the uh, the. Uh, it'll be still uh, running under the existing operation, uh, yep. headed up by Ulrich Bez, who was uh, down with uh, Alan at Paul Ricard a few weeks ago, testing out oh, right. the new Vantage. Yeah, very nice. But that's interesting, and and I I, I just I like the Aries. He's easy. He's 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 just he's, he's just right one of them blokes, and he he's just, is. He's just got that about him that yeah, well, yeah, we'll just get on with it and do it. We'll just do this and we'll do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. matter. Get up a bit late. Don't need a shave. I'll be right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So no, that, that I mean, I think that augurs very well for uh, for Aston's. That's another good word, auger. Yeah, it is, isn't it? He's been at, uh, at pains to point out that that ProDrive has not bought Aston Martin. Uh, it, it is a consortium, as I said, of Kuwaiti businessmen and himself. But there will be significant opportunities for ProDrive to um, create. Yeah, exactly. Contribute to the success of the Aston Martin product, and I, I think it, it's just it's it's wonderful because well, with um, the engineering skills and the team that he's got at ProDrive, uh, you would think that it can only go onwards and upwards, wouldn't you? Well, they've certainly got a lot of a lot on their plate with their uh, that acquisition, um, bringing the Formula One team online, and also improving the performance of the uh, the WRC uh, Subaru Impreza, which really has um, well, you know, gone a little bit uh, sour lately. But I think uh, uh, from what I've been seeing uh, this year, and certainly the the uh, the, the um, uh, rally of uh, Mexico, some yes. wonderful shots I saw the other day. Um, yep, yeah, things look like they're on the improve. Well, they reckon they've improved the car fairly heavily this year, and um, they're still talking that by midway through the season, the car that's going to be unveiled at the New York Motor Show, next year's car, basically, um, and I think where's the New York Motor Show about May? 
Um, no, it's the, in New York. <laughs> now, when is the New York Motor Show? Not where. Um, should be they? They reckon that before the end of the current season, they will be running next year's car. As a Subaru car now, and the other thing too is the fact that my phone's ringing, and I'm going to ignore it. Well, um, just shut it off so it doesn't make a noise. And so, have you got a new phone? No. You've just got, got a ringtone. Because I could never hear the old one. Turn that off, will you? Turn it off. Who was it anyway? It's alright. It's a heifer. Oh. Only my business partner. Heifer lump. Yeah. Anyway. Um, now, word is, because of the new uh, because of new rules next year in uh, WRC, that it's going to be a hatchback. So, I might finally be able to get hold of an STI hatch. Come, uh, come the next model. You know, when I hear you talking like that, I just know that the the, 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 the tough the tough days are behind you, and um, it, it's only got to go better from here. And I'll have to say, uh, viewers, that it, 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 it's it's a, it's pretty uh, pretty tough for me to stomach. But um, JP was undercover at Eclipse of Five Hundred for the whole four days. We never saw him once. Uh, not to say he wasn't there, but can't be confirmed that he was. But just uh, work pressures were such that uh, he needed to be no, somewhere not, not, else. I'll come clean with the viewers. No, you don't need to. Yeah, I didn't go to the whole event. I didn't go near the place. You had a gutful. And it was the first time since not uh, since 2001 when I went over to the UK for my mum's 70th that I haven't been near the event. Um, I've never ever missed one before. But because I knew I was tied up on the Thursday and the Friday and I couldn't get near the place, and because I was, yes, stressed out, blah, 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 business pressures, this, that and the other, I just actually needed a relax and a recharge. So I just thought, well, I don't need to be driving into town. I don't need to be traipsing all around the track. Um, I just need to have a relaxer. So the family all got told, leave me alone. I'm just watching the motor racing on the weekend and listening to it. And um, I just set myself up. I had the uh, I had the FM commentary. Luckily, I live high enough in the hills that we could actually pick the FM track commentary up. So I heard all the races live that I wanted to listen to, including Alan and um, Marcus and blah blah blah. And then I watched the teeth and Jackie. And in fact, that was quite funny. On the Saturday, um, I just finished listening to the V8 Ute race, and Jack won. And I walked into the house, and uh, Brockle was sat there, and the TV coverage has just started. And the first thing they showed was the V8 Ute race. And I already knew Jack had won. But and I that just, was, and that I was just, the first time that there actually had been a V8 Ute race shown live on TV. Uh, but it wasn't live, it was delayed. It was about it was 20 minutes delayed. Yeah, it was semi-live. Still, we got some good mileage. And, uh, it was, it was and great. And the in-car camera, looking back, mm -hmm. I... Uh, it was very good, and you can see. Mate, the, I thought it was awesome. See the little boy with his little blue eyelashes, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. You could. There were some good shots of Jackie. Uh, but the other thing too was that uh, Channel 7's coverage was fantastic in some areas, and not as good as, excuse me, Channel 10 in some others. They they don't seem to go, and this is probably a thing to do with the head cameraman or the or the editor or whatever. They don't seem to go for as many close-up shots where they cut the other cars out when there's two cars having a battle. They seem to go for a more general shot. But sure, the, the two cars having the battle may be in the centre of the action, but they're not actually zooming, them, zooming in on them so that you're cutting the other, the other cars out. 
which I don't particularly like. I think Channel 10 probably did that better. But First up attempt, very good. First up attempt, brilliant. The little gizmo camera that did 160 clicks down pit well, we've straight as they came around the corner. It was absolutely right. sensational at Clipsa, wasn't it? And it was awesome. It, it, and overall, coverage, fantastic. Crompton gets better and better, I have to say. However, I have to say, though, as you have to say, <laughs> that it was the most boring race I have ever seen at Clipsal on the Saturday. Oh, God, no safety cars? Over in some tremendous it was, time frame. It was, it was the number one boring Clipsal. Yeah, it was. Mm. All right, moving on. Obviously, the number one... Oh, what am I doing? I'm repeating myself. The number one the thing on everybody's lips this weekend, uh, this week, is uh, the unveiling of the new Honda Formula One car with its very uh, it's Google weird. Earth. I love it. I think it's great. So, um, you know, it's like you one of UK it. Paulie's ideas. He's big on Google Earth. Look, you know, it, there's all sorts of, of issues associated with doing this. Firstly, you know, okay, so people are going to go, ha, huh, look at that. that. There's no logos. We're going to talk about it. And apparently yep. it's a very high resolution image. We have to find out which partner they're with, whether it's Epson, yeah. Canon, or HP, to find out who the, 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 the. Who did the inkjet in and who did the. And also, the, like, stick all the vinyl all over. It. <laughs> like, maintaining is going to be a bit, bit, a bit difficult. Mm. But anyway, they, they stick them up every, every two races. Anyway. But the, probably the, 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 the thing, the, where this could backfire for them is that um, this is uh, a statement by Honda saying, look, we're environmental. And they mm. actually are not that high up on the environmental scale well, anyway. To be honest, I don't think any car manufacturer is. But there you go. But they are not up on the... Up mm. on the I've done my research and they're not. So, um, but a lot of people are going to go, oh, geez, they're environmental, I'm going to buy the car. And so um, uh, this is what's... Um, um, uh, what, what do you call it? Um, what's the word for it? The word for it? Uh, 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 it's like Green Gate. Green Gate. Because you know <laughs> they're using the environmental concept to say we're good, but we're not really. And at the end of the day, they're they're sort of buying into this environmental right, club, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're it's not really. Because there's not as many of the media around the world have pointed out. So I'm only repeating mm. what other people would have thought anyway. But we're all sort of thinking in the same line. <laughs> There's not a lot environmental about uh, you know a Formula One car that goes around track and uses like you know like three li- trillion liters. Exactly, yeah. you know, and, 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 and don't even talk fuel. about you know yeah. the, the emission standards. But you know, it, the point is, it's a, a Formula One, and and the branding that goes on it is a marketing tool. So if we can get an awareness campaign going, well, hell, why not? Yeah. And, Everyone's going to bag it. I reckon there'll be plenty of people going to go, you know, the tall poppies that are going, no, 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 no. True. But at the end of the day, if they can make an awareness program about like, we are in the shit, and I reckon people are starting to come yeah, around I think... going, what the hell, look at look, 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 today, it's 37, 38 degrees, you know, here in Adelaide, lovely, clear day. It, it just doesn't rain. I was in Wellington yesterday, yeah, New Zealand, it rained. Yeah. I hadn't seen rain for four months. Really? Yeah, but yeah. You know, you're in un- unzub. Seriously, though. It yeah, you're right. It, it hasn't, hasn't rained at all for ages. Yeah, you're quite true. So, th- without a doubt, the uh, the Honda Formula One car will be the most photographed and uh, looked at car at uh, the Grand Prix this weekend. I'm in after the Grand Prix tomorrow. I know you are. But, hey, Johnny, what I meant to tell you was, just think, the fact that I didn't go to the Clipsal at all all weekend means that 
You got a Luke Hawkins later in the year. You're oh, right. Oh no. And I'm thinking Sandown. I'm really thinking Sandown. Bathurst, yeah. Because I like going to Bathurst. Oh, we got our accommodation. I've never so. done Sandown, and I always want to do Sandown. So oh, well. there you go. Mate, then Sandown's on. So that's on my plan. Dreary, miserable, rainy. Yeah, true. Too close to Melbourne. But, but we'll get that. At least we'll get free phone calls. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got any techo stuff? Or are we going to cover... Oh, no, we should really talk about... Do we need to talk about... Um, the Team Red ownership issue? We do, but we've got a bit of techo stuff. Okay. And I was in Wellington yesterday. And you I, already and said I, that. I did. And there's a, there's a famous, famous, a favourite Sony shop there. A big Sony shop. And I went yeah. in, And there, in the Sony shop, they have released a new Veo. And it is absolutely gorgeous. I have not... And it's uses Vista operating system. In fact, the other day, I hadn't even seen Vista. You know, like yeah. at, at the commercial release level. You mean OS ten? Windows Vista tosser. <laughs> anyway, this is the Haven't new seen that Sony demo of uh, the new Sony Vista over the OS ten demo. The new Sony Veo Intel Core Duo, Core Duo. So same chipset yeah. that's in there, called the L series. Now, this is what it looks like here. Okay, not so much similar to the. Uh, to the 20th anniversary Mac there with the keyboard That's what I was just going to say the keyboard the 20th... that folds back there it is like that but yeah. when it's folded up it's sitting there on your lounge like with the time and the calendar and it's oh, lovely yeah. and then it opens out it is a gorgeous piece of equipment uses the T5600 1.83 gigahertz Intel Core 2 Duo processor excuse me um, 15.4 inch uh, wide display I think it's 1280 by Oh, yeah. 800. Same as the MacBook Pro. Absolutely lovely. Like, it's just... Mate, I tell you, I, I would have one in a flash. So, viewers, go and have a look at the Veo LA38G. Now, Sony have a serious problem with their naming convention. But, mate, it's gorgeous. And it is, it is lovely and, looking. Yeah. It, you, you've but got to go... Right, though. It's very 20, 20th anniversary Mac. Now, I spoke to Kim Rogers today, yep. who is the uh, man behind the name behind AV Central, the professional yes. uh, Sony distribution group here in Adelaide. We're having a lunch uh, next week, and uh, we naturally you're, in, you're, invited, and you're invited. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have to bring this up because he would be very excited about all this sort of stuff. Oh, I'm sure he would too. So, viewers, have a look at that, and uh, I reckon that, that Apple will be looking at that and going, that is very, very cool. There's some stuff that we can glean from True. that. And they can probably uh, reinvent the 20th anniversary. Over to you, Chapo, and the red problem. <laughs> the red problem. Well, I mean, it's uh, everybody's been talking about it all week, and it's still not bloody resolved. I can't believe that uh, the deadline was, what, Monday uh, two days ago? Um, what problem are we talking about? We're talking about the ownership problem. Look, look, the, the viewers the go back to step Tiga, one. They, the, the, the people. Oh, I, thought, I would think most of the viewers would be. I mean, it's international been in viewers the, wouldn't. It's been in the mainstream press. Okay. In V8 supercars, there's an issue whereby the team owner actually has to own the team, and notwithstanding that, even if he's getting uh, subcontracting, if you like, to someone else to run it he has to be able to prove that he owns it. Now, over here in V8 Supercar Land, HRT 
Mr. Thomas Walkinshaw, um, who's really not going too bad for a bankrupt in the UK, um, has rocked in about two years ago, I think it was two years ago, Johnny and I saw him at uh, the V8s. He sort of arrived very stealth-like after all the uh, crap had hit the fan in the UK. And um, he's got himself into a position now where he is uh, a big part of HRT. Who? Mr. Walkinshaw. He is a supplier of yes. services and leases the car to Scaife Sports. True, but the big question on everybody's lips is, is he really the owner of the team and Mr. Scaife just a puppet? Craig Gore put it down very, very clearly and, 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 and succinctly. He went, you know, I can provide information within 24 hours about what I own. Yeah. And that was two weeks ago. Yeah. So, love him or hate him. Craig Orr was on the money with that comment. And look, oh, he was. You know, the, the, the sport will be much weaker or poorer without him. But I don't it's a bit we... of a scandal. We want scandals. Well, it's good. I mean, from a scandalous point of view, it's fantastic. It's it's probably brought more attention to the sport than uh, you know than a really bad prang or something. But uh, what about sex scandals? <laughs> yeah, or a sex scandal. There's no sex scandals. But uh, I mean, what in V8 supercars? Well, there are, but they're just. Well, you never hear about it. Well, them, that's do you? right. And you know? no, I wouldn't want to be the one to be talking no, about it. No, and I wouldn't either. <laughs> I want my kneecaps. Anyway. What's your, what's your so, mobile phone cap again? <laughs> Shut up. So, um, anyway, the whole thing's been put put in front of the uh, in, in front of Tiger, the Touring Car Entrance Group Australia. Uh, and it's basically sort this mess out. We want to know who owns it, whether it's legal or whether it's not legal. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought there was an interesting quote, and I can't actually remember uh, where I read it, but it was from um, the guy, one of the guys in Tiga, one of the head honchos. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin O'Reilly. He is the head honcho. <clears throat> yeah. Well, well, he is one of the head honchos then, if he is the head honcho. Kelvin. Is it Kelvin, is it? Oh, yeah, it is Kelvin. He gets a bit hot. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah. okay. Shut up. It's not, his name's not Absolute Kelvin. <laughs> and what one of the interesting him? things what do we call was... call him 273? He said that they're either in or out. There's no grey area. And so we wait now to... I think they've extended the deadline to the weekend or something because there's so much crap to go through and it's a very, very complex issue. Apparently they spent all day Monday deliberating it and uh, got, well, probably didn't get nowhere, but certainly didn't get through what they thought they were going to get through. So, but they've promised a resolution before the next round of V8 supercars. Which is what... Got to kind of keep those magazines circulating and I suppose that's uh, what, uh, what all these sort of rumours uh, do. You know, in, uh, as we go off to the Grand Prix tomorrow... Um, as you do. As you do. Mate, um, I have to say that uh, <laughs> I'm underwhelmed. Not, not, I'm just, I don't know, maybe it's just the way motorsport is. Now, know. talking about being underwhelmed the... by the Grand Prix, apparently JB, our old mate, Mr. Bow, yes. came out very publicly yesterday and oh. said that the Grand Prix is just basically a heap of crap and the V8 should be there and blah, 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 blah. So, hmm. Well, 
I don't really want to enter into that, and I haven't heard that at all. And I just wonder, like, you know, JB, what's JB got to lose? And when, you know, JB oh, has done plenty of, the end of, of the things over the years. Um, and um, obviously, it'll be a uh, a do at the end mm. of the year, or like a roast and stuff like that. And there's plenty of old content that uh, oh, yeah. that, that I'll be digging up. To, to, to send off there to, to make sure that uh, he doesn't get away that with happens. that too lightly. Yeah. But look, I, as I understand it, um, that uh, you know Tony Cochran was ringing yep. to, to try to do a deal yeah. with uh, Ron Walker, but Ron was very busy with um, his new uranium nuclear uh, atomic power station uh, world domination uh, yes. issue that uh, probably wasn't able to take the call. Well, he probably wasn't, but by the same token, um, the TV rights are obviously the biggest issue here, and uh, the Grand Prix is still on Channel Ten, and uh, V8 Supercars are on now on Channel Seven. It's clear as it's clear as day that the V8 Supercars are a big factor in the success of the event, and you know, warring parties and so on like that. Mm. <laughs> That uh, let's just hope that next year it'll all be resolved, well, and it'll be interesting they... to go and have a look. I suppose they had the, 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 the positive side is that maybe the youths will get a better paddock. Well, I heard an interview with Ron Walker about two and the youths will get a better paddock. Yeah, well, you never know. I had an interesting interview with Ron Walker about three weeks or four weeks ago, I think, and somebody actually sprung him on that point, and he said, "Look, we're still talking to um, we're still talking to Tony Cochran. Uh, you know, we're not we haven't fallen out of bed or anything like that." But, obviously, there's a conflict with the TV. Um, and we're hopeful that, because of the change in timetable, back to semi-normal again next year, um, it'll all be back on. So, there you go. What you got there? Just having a look at the steering wheel on um, on Mark Webber's uh, Red Bull car. And, Jesus, uh, I reckon they're going PlayStation's less complex than that. It's just an rendition, but uh, I, I, what I do like uh, uh, about it is that, you see, if, if if you get into trouble, there's a button there that got, saying BB was this Bernie's bar. And you go, look, I, I'm, I'm having a bit of a... Can you, can, you, can you sort something? Because I'm not doing all right, and look, I reckon this is my last chance. So if you press the BB button, what do you do? You spin out, you get on the kitty litter, but you don't actually bog the car, and then you just drive straight into the pits and go to Bernie's bar. No, maybe that's interesting because you see what you're going, what you've done is you've accidentally. It's an interesting segue. You do very, very clever. <laughs> you brought up about the uh, the uh, Ill- illegality of traction control in Le Mans series cars and in the 24 bar. You see, back in the days when the R8, the uh, the, the precursor to the R10 diesel car, yep. the, <clears throat> there was there. I remember being at Le Mans and seeing R8s drive across gravel traps. Yeah. and not fall into them like simply and, yeah. and they wouldn't spin their wheels because it would have worked like this this is how I was thinking that the movement sensors would determine is the front wheel a different speed to the rear wheel if so therefore we must have some wheel slip so change the engine characteristics in order to try to keep it the same so the computers right. so are always recalculating yeah. all the time yeah. no it's not traction control as such but it was a fine way of getting around the rules of it. And hence, I've seen many an Audi R8 drive out of an insanely impossible sandpit. Yep. Out of a sandpit? Heard, heard it here first, Bill. <laughs> heard it here first, Bill. Well, what else? Uh, new new people. Who's new, oh, yeah, new yeah, in yeah, F1? Yeah, we yeah. want to do a quick F1, F1 yeah, uh, review. Yep. 
Well, I look, I mean, as we, we've talked about it earlier in, in the, the, the shows, previous shows, Lewis Hamilton, that's great. Yes. I see a, a, a coloured bloke joining the show, and all, uh, all, all good for it. I think... I remember when Nico Can Rosberg... Did you say coloured bloke? Uh, am I like... Well, we get an explicit well, tag I don't want to know. No, we want no? to be very specific here. I just... Oh, uh, okay. the, uh, how do we say it? Um, well, we've never, they've never been know. one in the. Yeah, thing. I know, you're right. Don't want to be rude. No, you don't. And I, I, I reckon if he could win it, it'd be unreal. I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. I watched Dreamgirls yesterday. What's that? On the floor. Well, it's a loose, it's a show loosely based on The Supreme. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And that, it, didn't it win an Oscar or was up for some Oscars? With Beyonce Knowles. That's right. Very good. So there's heaps of, it's going to be an interesting season. It is. Um, the, uh, the the new guy was it Heike Koivu? Where are we talking? Oh, in in, in the Renault team. Oh, Renault, yeah. Anyway, look, I don't know much about it. We'll just gotta wait and see what happens. Yeah, well, marketing, 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 new one. Blah blah. What do you reckon blah. Williams are going to do this year? Do you reckon right. that Nico Rosberg can actually get him back up there, or do you oh, reckon the car's no. underdone? I don't know. Did he want it medium red? <laughs> right now you've heard it here first and of course it's been out on the internet but and you won't have seen it but do you remember that i used to race ktm dirt bikes yes i do mate ktm are a beautiful little company just north of uh, uh salzburg yes. ktm the k stands for well it's an austrian word for Knickers. engine or something the t is trunkenbolt as in the family name and m madikhofen the little town. Well, they've decided to get into the car business, and yeah. KDM has released a new carbon fibre car called the Expo. They're going to put Expo, not E-X-P-O, Expo. It is powered by a two-litre Audi four-cylinder engine, and cool. uh, weighing it's a bit like the area only, to match. Weighing, weighing only 700 kilos and doing 3.9 seconds to 100 kilometres an hour with 162 kilos, that's 220 horsepower in an Audi TFSI engine, mate, it's an absolute uh, weapon. Looks like Check it out at www.ktm-car.com and you will be astounded by it. Unreal. I can just see there's going to be all these, um, all these, um, one make uh, series, yeah. and that's brilliant. How well, that, I have to say, viewers, see, uh, it looks it looks very. I mean, initial reaction, aerial atom. Now you saw it on um, uh, Top Gear if you watch Top Gear, uh, and it was probably one style. of the download one of the most downloaded clips from YouTube before they pulled the pin on everything BBC, and then the BBC gave them permission to put it all back up. Um, but. Uh, it's yeah, it's got a lot more style than that, and uh, obviously a little bit more. Well, just well, it's all carbon fiber monocoque and um, co- mate, cockpit. It's going to be unreal. I reckon. I just want one. It'd be made for a one make race series for sure. But then why haven't Ariel done that with the Atom? That's what you have to ask. Well, yourself. I'd imagine that the first people are going to be uh, going to be um, be reviewing it will be those guys on Top Gear. Well, I and think that you're right. Brings so. me around to the Top Gear people because. Oh, I think that they're they a really the good concept, but I've had a gutful of them. Ah, how could you? No, I just feel it's just... just going Too much the, of the same, to, getting no, a bit over the I top. Just, look, you know, I can't put my finger on it, and I don't want to be 
driving around one of their cars, but I go, they're a little full of themselves, aren't they? Well, they're, mate, it's just like the most successful motoring yeah. show in history. Yeah, but... And it started off as something like relatively small on bloody BBC Two or some crap. But, but no, I, I don't begrudge them their... I don't begrudge them their, their success. It, but sometimes... The sarcasm, there's just so much sarcasm. It's a, it's a bit like picking up FHM magazine and trying to read a caption, and nothing, the caption doesn't refer to anything. <laughs> it, it's, or, 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 your, or Motor Magazine, how yep. now it's changed that the captions, they're very sarcastic. And yeah, they are. They're, there's and, a lot and of you just go, look, can yes, we just get true. back to the roots yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, and for a mean. lot of people, I don't mind it, but I just, yeah, yeah well, I don't know. No, I still think it's a hoot. Bring it on. Right, I'm pro. Bring it on, bring it on. I'm pro, I'm pro. We'll just have to go up against them with our new yeah. technology because well, they, can't, they can't survive in this part of the world mm. and uh, that'll require uh, the use of virtual sets. Yeah, virtual sets. I like the sound of that. It's that huge plasma screen behind you so you can pretend to be anywhere you like. I like a bit of dirty virtual sets. <laughs> <laughs> can you say that? Now, while we're talking about technology, Today it was announced that Internode have had to pull the plug on their um, wireless DSL for rural areas. Why is that? I've been reading also in yesterday's Australian saying that the $450 million budget from the government incentive... Has dried up. Absolutely, and there's another 138,000, so, but they're going, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And so the there are all these poor bastards out in the bush who've signed up and gone, this is fantastic, at last we're getting broadband, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, boys, it's all over. Everything that's existing, all the existing infrastructure that's already been paid for, no problem. It should be pointed out to the viewers that Internode, a South Australian company, is very, very ambitious and has pioneered ADSL2 technology. All, and uh, the, the the boss of it, Simon Hackett, yeah, Simon. who is a nice very, a very um, uh, aggressive businessman, also um, uh, doesn't mince his words and has just been totally pissed off like everybody else with Telstra's yep. uh, operational uh, um, structure Agenda. and has gone and put his own equipment, buying his own Alcatel yep. equipment and his putting it in slams. bypassing the exchange. He's putting D-slams in D everywhere. D-slams. D-slams are... Yeah. That's Hef's problem. It is. It is. Digital... What is it? Yeah, the, digital, digital switching. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, lactose um, active uh, <laughs> uh, uh, milk trolley. <laughs> Motorsports. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, apparently there's a uh, there's a quote actually from Hackett. If you go to uh, Internode's website today, and it's in all the IT uh, bulletins for dealers, um, that says that the federal government has basically said no, 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 no. There's not a problem. We've just dried up with funding in this area, and you just keep on rolling it all out, and there's, there's funding coming through from another area with a different name, of course. And uh, he's just gone, well, sorry, I can't rely on that. I can't rely on the government. We've invested, you know, bucket loads of money, so we're just going to put it on ice for the moment. So if you're a rural viewer and you're out in the bush somewhere, um, and you haven't got ADSL yet, um, don't hold your breath. Well, that's right. Indubitably. Right. Well, moving right along. Uh, Claire. Hello, Claire. <laughs> Hello, Claire. How, How are, are you? you? Oh, look at Claire. Look at... You've got a lovely new necklace on. Yeah, 
Have you had a look at Claire's lovely new necklace, JP? No, I haven't actually. Oh, oh it is, isn't it? Very, very classy. Yeah. Would you like? Would you like to come so, back and play tomorrow night, or would you be taking the necklace? I'll be taking the necklace. <laughs> it is the 50th and episode. Running. <laughs> well, boy, but you're uh, just not allowed to run back to Bris Vegas. Actually, Claire, while you're here, would you mind just uh, just could you be able to extol uh, the virtues of the uh, the uh, the, uh, the uh, hot lap uh, uh, avalanche GT 1.0 and the uh, cross drilled scallop front disc brakes whilst I was in New Zealand? Could you uh, just tell the viewers well, what happened? My tyres went flat, so I used John's bike and I flew. His 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 um, brakes are really good at the front. Yep, and I. Break, like, yeah, and I flew off the handlebar, the front of the handlebars. But wasn't there some part of your and brain all John, going, all... shouldn't I let go of the lever a little bit to Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't have enough time, there's a car coming, and I just <laughs> went bang. How does that differ from you flying off the handle, as opposed bars. to flying off the handlebars? <laughs> Only when I drink red wine. Oh, oh there you go. got it here from us viewers. Thanks for coming and uh, good night. Thanks, Claire. You can keep your necklace anyway. Now <laughs> uh, they send it off, and I need those new uh, Magura brushes fixed. <laughs> Don't you just? Don't yeah, <laughs> that's just. amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, the bike doesn't look too bad though, you know. No, 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 no. Well, viewers, I think we're just about come to an. Oh no, I've got one more thing I've got to show you, JP. These set of books. From this, uh, the publisher Tas Chen, T A S C H E N. They just everything from whether you want to know about uh, a, a Mallorca on a bogey, or um, you know how, how come the bloke next to the mantelpiece wins the wins the story. Have a go at this stuff. Now you're going to love this. All the American oh, wow. all the cars. Oh, or Chevy's and, oh, and there's some beauties and... here. Oh, Is it Japanese publisher? No, this uh, it's not a Japanese pub publisher. Oh, it's the Edsel. Yeah, the Edsel. Let's look at it. I love this one. Look at this here. Here's the family travelling along. Look at the wife and the kids and oh, the glamorous. We're going to hit something very fast, and it's all going to go. Are, and they've got no seatbelts on, so they'll all be straight through the windscreen. Love Fantastic. It. Here's another one, which you can have a bit of a look oh, at later. That's a bit 80, tricky. 80, uh, 60s ads. 60s yeah. American ads. Oh. And and oh here's man, one. Some here's one for you. There. Well, boy, I mean, this is Apple reinvented. Western Electric is crossing a television with a TV set with a telephone. <laughs> Someday you'll be a star. <laughs> yeah, your... well, that took off, didn't it? Because we all had those come 1969. Oh, they're still working on it. <laughs> ah, which reminds us <laughs> that Apple TV's been delayed. Only to the end of the month. But yes, it has been delayed. Right. And I oh, could. Don't see many of those over Adelaide viewers. You're right. You don't see them, yeah. especially over the top of our house. Anyone would think we're on the flight plan for Christ. Well, you must be today. They must be taking off, coming into the city instead of taking off out over the sea like they normally do, because we've had heaps of them tonight. There could have been a bit of a problem somewhere. Okay, well, uh, mate, uh, the only other thing I want yeah. to say is juiced. 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 Do you know anything about juiced? Juiced. The J double O S T. Juiced is uh, a. Uh, a, a video content website which is basically yes. you're going to be able to get thousands and thousands of channels of free TV content and it's going to be a uh, Nutella style 
a shared network. So, you know, right. it on yours. From the same people that originally brought you Kazar uh-huh. and then Skype. And, can you believe it? The guys who've made all the millions. These friggin' Alan Simons' next-door neighbour, the Danish bloke in Orense. You're so, kidding me. No, I'm not. And, of course... Idiot Alan is hassling me about trying to find money for him. And there he was right the next door. Tried, yeah. So, so has he got sponsorship from him? Well, no, not yet. We'll catch up. Well, we'll better we'll, bloody work on him then. Just get him a little bit of a ka-ching, ka-ching and we'll be going on. Well, I would say so. Uh, looks, like, uh, looks like Simonson's uh, future is uh, assured. And uh, that means um, business class for me. Good for you indeed. Now listen, I need to talk about barbecues. Very quickly, because I have viewers. My sister is in Adelaide. My sister, yeah, my elder sister, my, yeah. no, my, my middle sister. But she is here and she's doing some stuff because she does. She's a legal person and does lecturing and you know bossing people around in legal scenes. And she's <laughs> and anyway, I'm bringing her over because we're having teppanyaki. She's a barbecue. consultant to the And practice. here's the note handed to me by uh, Miss. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Uh, Judy called, wants you to pick her up from the Hotel Symphony, but wants to call her you first and right. Uh, also, there's another message from Dita who SMS and wants to know when he can pick up his stools. I went, look, I don't want to know about your problems in the bathroom. Exactly. Quick, Dita wants I gotta to pick go. stools up. Yeah. No, stools. I was just going to say that. Stools. Piers, there are a lot, of, lot, lot of people out there buying new barbecues at the moment, and the prices are going mental. Crazy! Well, they are. I it's mean, a fifteenth show. Crazy. There's some. E- there's either like you, you've got like the cheap end of the scale and the expensive end of the scale. But I went to a mate's place last Saturday night for a barbie, and he had the new one wheeled out there. And of course, I took the piss out of him for about fifteen minutes, going, "Oh, look, new barbecue. Never used it before. Everything's going to be burnt. You don't know what the temperatures are. You don't know anything about it. You haven't had a test run." Da da da. And he got that from barbecues galore. And if he wanted the stainless steel version assembled, it was going to be like 980 bucks for just a four burner. And I'm going, that's ridiculous. But then I got up to Jane and Pete, or we went down to Jane and Pete's, I should say, at Victor on Sunday. And, no, Monday. And they got a new Barbie. And they went for the black crinkle finish and uh, just a little bit of stainless steel rather than bucket loads of it. And like, they picked theirs up for about 390 bucks. Four burner, virtually identical. So, viewers, it pays to shop around for Barbies. And on that note, thanks for listening to 50, plus a whole bunch of little side episodes of Radio Hot Lap. We'll look forward to another 50 with you shortly. We do indeed. Good night, viewers, and thanks for listening. Good night.